It's a beautiful morning. <laughs> good morning. What's good to find dolls? How you doing? You slept good? You doing all right? You about your business? All right, let's go. Let's get it. What's good? <laughs> Welcome to Musings of a Divine Feminine. Welcome to the temples of my mind. <laughs> Apparently somebody woke up in a good mood this morning. Um, Got a, I want to say a good, I want to say 12, 12 hours, eight hours of sleep. Whenever I fell asleep, um, woke up, I want to say about maybe 45 minutes ago. So it's about 7.30 in the morning, which is good. Need to start getting back up early again at 6.30 when the market opens. I already put in my journal entries for the stock that I'm following and for my trading group. I already talked to my mom. She's already there an hour ahead, so... You, but the thing about my mom, she's either running, she's either running in this direction or that direction. She is a powerhouse. Okay, um, she's like, don't worry, I'll tell your dad you called. Bye. It's like, okay. So there's that part. So, but anyways, it's just another chill morning. I'm gonna go ahead and do some laundry today, um, and that's kind of all. Oh no, I do have a meeting later on today, but. So with that being said, I am drinking my water. Um, I'm I'm keeping it by my bed now so that when I wake up in the morning, I don't have to necessarily trek all the way into the kitchen to get it. It has its pros and cons because by the time I do that, that means I'm going to be awake awake. But sometimes I kind of just want to be like in my bed, in my room and still start drinking my water type of a thing. So, but, and so... Um, I was listening to commentary by Samantha Cooker. I freaking love her voice, y'all. I swear. I don't know. Like, I think if I ever had a a crush on like a girl's voice, it would be that. Like, I just really like her voice. She great personality too. I like the way she um she thinks about certain things, you know, so on and so forth. And so. I like her stuff too because it's short, sweet, and to the point. It's like 38 minutes, you're in, you're out. And so, um, surprisingly, so this one, I'm just about halfway through. I'm at the 30-minute mark, so it's eight minutes left. Um, it's the, the video titled, Reasons Why Women Boss Up After a Breakup Recognizing and Recognizing When You're Letting Yourself Go. Um, so I really like the commentary surrounding that. But one of the things she said, because y'all, y'all know, I've been trying to just kind of figure out for myself, or at least even if it means searching for data or researching things, you know, why are people the certain way that they are? And I think at this point, I'm kind of um, wrapping up how I feel and like examining how, why men are the way they are and now kind of switching over to women and why we are the way we are and why we function you know different within each other and so she said something that piqued my interest she said um you kind of and I am going to say this respectfully I know sometimes I can be petty like p-e-t-t-y petty and sometimes I'm really trying to like jam you know the knife in there and then twist it type of thing but I'm I'm not trying that's not my intention with this comment um but but just walk with me okay walk with me and kind of hear me out 
So if we go with the analogy that men are dogs, right? Like I talked about how in many ways, I've also used the illustration that men are like rose bushes. So, you know, rose bushes, cars, candy. I've also likened them to Rolex watches coincidentally too, which is something Kevin Samuels did. And I, it was, that was a trip y'all. When I tell y'all that kind of messed me up a little bit, not that part, but it's kind of like I was going down the same pattern of entry into podcasting the way that he was it was kind of wild but um but um so but if you look at it under the the sense that if you liken it to like men being like dogs you have to give them commands you have to be authoritative you kind of have to like know how to like if you've ever had to discipline a dog or like walk it and you're training it you know, to walk alongside you and um, know like when to reward it. And, and so it's kind of funny too, because even for as long as I've had my, I still kind of consider him like my puppy type of a thing, but um, still play games with him and still um, teach him like new tricks. And he will catch on to the, to the, you know, whatever the, the assignment is. He's always like looking to learn something different which you know but but I say all that to say that you have to go from like hey how you doing like come here y'all know my my little one Bruni Bruno Bruni Bruno right and so but when it's time to teach him something it's like sit roll over stop come go to the kitchen like it's so cool to see and I have to even be careful now too because if I if I use certain key phrases I also have to deliver too. So it's like, if I say bedtime, oh my gosh, it was, I got such a kick out of teaching my, my dogs how to respond to bedtime, put them to bed. And so it's like part of their favorite part of the day. Um, he also responds to the word treat, but, but you also have to like, um, it's like quick responsiveness. The best way you can explain it, like I said, if, if you've ever had to train a dog, like when they're walking alongside with you, as soon as you start to feel them, they will test you, right? It's that testing energy of like them pulling against the, the chain and or trying to go their own way or outpace you type of a thing. Like, and so you've got to be able to correct it with your hand quickly, automatically, and you have to change the authority in your voice and it has to be a commanding type of thing. And I thought that was something interesting I learned this year. I think that would have helped me so much too. Like if I'm at work and just like do this, do that, blah, 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 you know, just, and it makes sense because when I think about the moms that have the most success with their boys, it's very authoritative, like very drill sergeant, you know, and they will do this whole like snap their finger thing, like because even it it's kind of like when you understand that you kind of have to snap them out of whatever it is that's going on, even chemically. I think with the testosterone that's coursing coursing through their brain, like you kind of have to like make them snap out of whatever it is that they're going through. And so, but in hindsight, when I heard that, I'm like started to kind of just y'all know how I do. I start to pan, you know, my life. Um, workplace, church, school, you know, um, what I hear from other people, what I observe and see, is this true? Does it fit? Does it make sense? Is the math math? Is the math mathing? And yeah, it's like, yeah, that's true. 
if there are moms that are successfully at raising their sons, oh no, they're not coddling their sons. I'm going to have to go back and pan through, you know, what I know. But the moms that had to, you know, I guess be be placed with that burden of having to raise them on their own and their sons make something out of themselves, it's kind of like they had to be authoritative with them and they had to be kind of like very precise and know exactly what time it was and kind of maybe consciously or subconsciously understand that this is what you're dealing with. This is what this model, for those of you who've been with me for a while, I talk about how you know, women worship their creation and how we're producing two models. We produce the XX model and the XY model, and they both function differently. And you, you have to know what you're getting, right? I remember, um, back in the days, this might kind of date myself a little bit, but there were these little, um, there were these little keychains that you could get and they had like, they were like little, um, they were like little techno pets, they were little techno pets and you would you would go to the store and you would buy it and you had to feed it and you had to play with it and you had to do it throughout the day. And if you didn't take care of your pet, it would die. Your little electronic device would die. So you had to go on there and make sure to give it water, feed it, you know, you could dress it up and but you had to pay attention to it. And so if you did, it, sometimes it would it would be taking a nap and you would try to wake it up. And it'd be like, no, the little baby pet is sleeping and stuff like that. And you would see it like taking its Z's. And um, and then um, like the next day you would wake up and it, it would grow a little bit more. Right. And so it's kind of like you kind of have to understand that you are um, dealing with with. I wish, I wish that we had something, a mechanism within ourselves to say like, oh, okay, I'd be a much better girl mom if I wanted to have a child. I'd be much better off raising a girl. Me personally, knowing what I know now, and y'all know I used to want to have five kids, there's, I, it's a blessing I did not have sons at all. You know, to me, kids were just kids. If I have five kids, I'm going to love them all the same, raise them all the same whatever I have you. I don't have the personality to raise a son. I don't. And unfortunately, you know, I think that if you do plan to have children, you kind of have to be prepared for you need to understand how boys are and how girls are too. I think that with both genders, you have to be committed to the personal development. It's not just about getting them diapers and formula and putting a roof over their head and clothes on their table and sending them to school. You need to pay attention to like, how does this child communicate? What are their interests? What are they destined for? You know, sports are important. Music lessons are important. Um, You know, how do they respond to rejection or challenges? Teaching them their affirmations, teaching them healthy habits, encouraging them along the way. And I think sometimes a lot of uh, what happens too is, we don't even like ourselves or we're going through our stuff and we project stuff onto our children, right? Um, but, and so, but anyways, one of the things that uh, Samantha said, right? Because I've been talking about how even with the little techno device, each of the little animals are different, right? Sometimes, and so everybody got different little animals and so you had to learn how to take care of it um, type of a thing. And so when I liken 
you know, like the ex-wives to dogs, it she said, you have to understand you're dealing with different types of dogs. And it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So you can have ex-wives that are pit bulls. You can have ex-wives that are German shepherds. You can have ex-wives that are like, poodles or toy mixes or shih tzus and y'all when I say shih tzu oh my gosh I'm gonna go to hell I'm gonna see some of y'all there too I'm not even gonna say whose man came up as a shih tzu but if you can probably look through my podcast you can probably think But yeah, so then, so then now it comes down to it. It still kind of takes me back to square one because I have to figure out the same way how there's different breeds of dogs. You have to kind of now, you know, it, it kind of brought me back to square one because, oh, there is a difference in the dogs. Like it's not all one breed of dog. So like it's not all one type of XY because y'all know I've been sitting here and I'm like, well, how come this XY is smart? It's intelligent, it controls its temper, it, you know, in spite of the testosterone, in spite of the brain, you know, development and all that kind of stuff. And how come this one is able to thrive and this one understands women and the other ones don't? Well, some of them you're dealing with the German Shepherd, right? German Shepherds are very intelligent dogs. Oh my gosh. They're very loyal and they're very protective of whatever too. There's another um breed of dogs they're like um I I follow cuz I I probably would like one. Um but that one not only are they big they they're kind of about as big as great danes. They're like giant schnauzers, but they have a the they have a certain mix with them. Very intelligent, very protective and it would have been fun too if I had like children they're very protective of children also um but who knows but the, my only thing is i would have to have two of them because i don't like my pets to be without some some other thing to play with and or i would also absolutely have to have an assistant that if if and when i'm going on vacation that they're getting walked regularly and so you know it it, it is a responsibility i promise you you know um, type of a thing. So, but, um, so yeah, so then it brought me back full circle because then we start to have conversations about like, well, a pit bull is going to have certain, um, aggression, certain behaviors, um, go zero to 60 real quick. Although, you know, that type of thing. Um, Whereas, so they, they're going to look different from the jump street. They're going to um, act different. And the same way I think that we're finding like how there's so many conversations going on about the, I'll use, you know, like Cynthia G's um, terminology. There's a lot of information out there about the pathology of how these XYs operate. The same way you can research like the temperament of the dogs that you're that you like. Like if you remember how I was just talking about how the, they have the giant schnauzer as well. They're they need a lot of um backyard to play in. They're very active. Um you, you know, that you can't neglect it and 
You have to be able to provide the amount of food that it needs, the grooming that it needs. You have to, um, those type of dogs, they're not for play play. You do absolutely need to train them, right? And so that means that you have to take time from work to go in and be committed to not only learning alongside your puppy, but also incorporating and keeping those behaviors at home, right? And stuff. So, but um, if again, for those of you who've ever been pet owners or plan to be a pet owner, it's so much more than just the aesthetic, you know, it's so much more than, oh my gosh, it's so cute. It looks like a little teddy bear. I've seen really, really, really like cute toy poodles or like um, any toy breed to me. They're so freaking cute. Um, French, French, I think it's a Terry French Pitbulls, they're like really smaller. Um, one time, like sometimes my parents and I will will just kind of drive around, like drive out. It goes back to when we were children and stuff like that. We would just jump in the car and drive around. We love it. I love it to this day still. I still do it on my own as an adult. And I started doing it with my niece and she freaking loves it. We're going to do it when she comes to visit for vacation and stuff. And I, I promise you, it's just kind of like those could get things like kiddo, get in the car, you know, and it's like, okay, we just go in there sit down, drive, and then we go far, far out, and we look for, like, really nice, like, mansions, and you just want to see her behavior and her temperament just change in the sense of adventure and excitement, like, oh, let's go here, let's go here, let's go here and stuff, and then after we got hungry, you know, so we drove for a good couple, several hours just driving around, listening to some good music, talking, and then when we got hungry, Thankfully, we got some food before we got back on the freeway because we got stuck in traffic, but that was okay. We we had gotten her food. She was happy. I was happy type of a thing, but um, um, kind of lost my train of thought there. But my point is you can look to see what temperament of dog you want. So um, if you want them indoor, you're going to get a smaller breed. Um, but you have to be careful with them too, especially if you have children. I've heard of children dropping the puppies off of balconies, you know, type of a thing. Or sometimes um, they'll just kind of get caught up in things and or can fall in and get hurt really easily. Um, and making sure that you have a, a system where they can be let out to use the restroom, get them potty trained and whatever. Um and so, but also there's some breeds that need more grooming. I think it's way easier to have pets nowadays because the, the mobile pet groomer can come to your house. They're in and out in 45 minutes, you know, type of a thing. Versus you having to go put them in your car, take them to Petco. Um, but yeah, so, but that that really drove home a point for me to kind of understand like, okay, okay, okay. I get it. These type of guys are... are I guess the best breed that I can think of right now are like German Shepherds, right? Um, um, type of thing. I like Great Danes, um, but I think if I'm realistic about the aesthetic and how busy I see myself being in the future, you know, and and type of thing, 
probably would just like, if you have it, I'll go pet it and play with it a little bit and then go about my business. But I, I wouldn't, I probably won't own a Great Dane. Um, I think it was so cool. The other day I was watching um, a little clip of Vanessa Williams um, um, on Jennifer Hudson's show. And she was talking about, she has a big, deep, big breed too. I think they were Great Danes. She has two at any given time and so she fell in love with those but I she has a house that's more out in like a um countryside type of a thing and they have lots of room to run and play and she has two of them so they have each other for company and that type of thing so um I think they're great too like if you have horses and stuff like that but um yeah sometimes I go back and forth about it too because part of me would feel like I want to travel with them take them with me um wherever I'm going but yeah and so it's just something to consider right and so then you know in in a in a unplanned way we we talk a lot about like what are we procreating right and we talk a lot about like breeding right and so some of y'all out here breeding with pit bulls and wondering why you got a little pit bull tearing your house up because ma'am you done recreated reproduced a whole entire motherfucking pit bull like a pit bull is gonna do what a pit bull is gonna do you know what i'm saying and with just dogs across the board if you leave them unattended you know, they will tear your house up. Thankfully, none, you know, none of my pets have done that, but I've heard stories, but I was aware of that. And I took parameters to make sure, although it's so funny. I remember even with my little one with Bruno, he was so, even though he was a, like a little chunk, like that's one of my funniest things. He was so chunky because his previous pet owners, they were, they were sisters and they, they, Fell in love with him the same way I did too. Little brown chocolate little dog type of a thing. I might put a picture up of my Bruno on the thumbnail. Um, and so um he was he was as round, you could fit him in your palm of your hand, type of a thing, and these huge little paws, big brown eyes, and so they were trying to hide him from their parents and they had him they were keeping him in the bathroom and in the bathtub and they were feeding him in their Jamaican background. So I'm pretty sure like when I tell you this dog loves food, this dog loves food and um oh my gosh. Um so but once we started walking him and taking him for exercise and stuff like that, like he kind of, you know, leaned out a little bit more, took on the more muscular aspect um type of thing like kind of more lean but um but yeah like just I I remember putting up the safety gates to keep him out of certain areas of the house and he would still squeeze through like oh my gosh it was kind of funny and yeah they peed on the carpet you know type of a thing it's like you got to get good cleanish for that and you know it's it's almost right up there with parenting type of a thing which i you know i guess some you know you have a difference between guys that are able to be like ascend from their animal nature and some that are just going to be stuck there and i've talked about how 
I went on this whole rant about like, well, XYZ, you might as well just get a pet because you have to provide a roof over its head. You have to make sure to take care of its vet bills, take care of its like personal development. Um, and you have to be strict and authoritarian with it. You can play with it, but understand that, you know, you're the mom at this point, right? And so that's sometimes how it can feel in relationships too. Um, but you know, for whatever it's worth, you do have the XYs that are able to, and and I I think I want to be so careful too. And I was kind of catching myself saying that last night, and then I'm going to get off of here. Got to go refill up on my water. Um, it's still early. It's just minutes to 8 a.m. So, but, um, when I, because I, when I, I don't want my definition of a quote unquote high value man to be a six figure earner. I think what is so distinct to me and what piques my interest is the XYs that kind of understand the dynamics of like, the same way how I'm examining them, like they understand women, right? That's huge to me. And it has to be both. They have to be a high um, achiever. It would be the word that I would probably gravitate to, to the most. Has to be a high achiever and understand women is what piques my personal interest. Um, So I'm not necessarily impressed with like the high earner aspect of it and so but with that you know I like to hear that they're well-rounded in terms of their business and their enterprise and their interest and I like to hear that the 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 thought process and the development self-development that they've gone through another good example of this is Ed Milet y'all if y'all ever um when I entered the insurance life and health insurance sector um, they're huge on personal development. Um, and it just depends on who you end up with in your upline to um, type of a thing. Um, I had to laugh because um, there was a post on Facebook and somebody was looking for a job and they're like, "Ooh, you shouldn't have done that because these insurance agents are going to come after you. And that's one thing I had to laugh about. I'm like, yeah, that's true. I don't it's not my thing. It's not my style. I don't like it. Um, I'm going to see the way that I set mine up is, and this is how I was setting it up before the pandemic hit. But unfortunately, I was too new to it. And I was also doing real estate on the side. So I was kind of split between the two jack of all trades, master of none. And so but I want I was treating it more like a business and I got more responses that way. Um, And so but there was a little bit of like, I think, jealousy with my upline too. And and the whole coincidence of it too is that after the pandemic hit, they started to take on more of my models in terms of even being able to get, because I was getting, um, I was getting people that were interested from all different parts of the, of the United States, whereas they were just concentrating in people in their zip code, you know, in their vicinity. And so that's exhausting. Whereas I was just casting out the net to people like if you, hey, if you're interested, this is what we have. This And when I tell you, it was to the point where some of them were like, when is my appointment? Like type of thing. And yeah, but um, so but they're huge on on personal development. And one of the first people they told me to listen to was Ed Milet, um, M-Y-L-E-T-T. And um, 
you can hear even the way that he engages and he interacts with other people and he talks with them. There's always this continual um, inner work that's going on and he allows himself to learn for as smart and as brilliant as he is. Um, he's, he still interviews like people would love to be interviewed by him because he's carved out this niche of becoming an expert in self-development, personal development, but yet still he's like allowing himself to learn from other people and ask questions. And I think even when I think about the young man that I featured a couple of days ago, that curiosity for life, you know? So, but I think I'm, you know, just feel really light in my energy and um, kind of just going to allow myself to do that same process with women. Like, let's analyze ourselves and see how do we thrive and, you know, what helps us succeed. And um, yeah, it's funny because we're in the middle of the year and I'm getting ready to start a new chapter. I can feel it. I have the butterflies uh, type of a thing, but um, but that's okay right just kind of breaking free from weeks and months and just going along with what works for my timeline and the space that I'm in with the downloads that I have and the growth in the space that I'm in so yeah y'all that that's kind of like the chit chat can you hear my um my high frequency music in the background hold on Isn't that so pretty? That one, that one is like 1,111 hertz, y'all. Freaking out of the side of the, out of the moon. Um, For love, wealth, and health. Receive entire blessings from the universe in just 11 seconds. And I'm like, eh, well, I'll just give it a try. Um, And so that's what I fell asleep to. It's an 11-hour track. Yeah, so I probably got close to seven hours of sleep because it's at na- at the nine hour mark and I did not fall asleep right away and I've already been up for about an hour or so. So I've got a good solid seven hours of sleep and this was playing in the background. I used the SATS technique, um, which is... Um, sleeping at... Ah, I had written it down. What does SAT stand for? Hold on. S-A-T. And it's going to give me sleeping. Let me see. Sleeping. And then I'm going to get off of here. State. State akin to sleep. (laughs) So right when you're about to fall asleep, um, you visualize what it is that you want, the outcomes that you want. Great time to also set your intentions, in my personal opinion. Um, And so that has been very, yeah, just like light energy. Excuse me. Um, But yeah, and and like I said, I, I think I kind of understand how we end up with male worship because it can become fascinating. Like if you think about when I think about myself more and being in a laboratory and examining things, I started examining myself and kind of being like, what is she picking up to examine more? And I'm like, whoa, she's really examining that X, Y model a lot. And she hasn't start. she hasn't really 
picked up the XX model and started to analyze how that works and how it functions. And so it's kind of like I had to do a laboratory uh, uh, observation on myself and be like, damn, she's picking up those um, roses and, you know, she's learned not to get pricked by the thorns, but she still, she really be over there, you know, <laughs> examining that XY model. And I think I'm ready to just kind of let that be, let it do its own thing and start examining like the X X model, like the divine doll model. Like how do we operate? How do we move? What are our what are our superpowers? Where does our magic lie? Yes, I'm a black girl magic kind of chick. Absolutely, probably non-apologetically. I have fought people over this. But that being said, but that being said, because we are over the 32 mark, right? 30 minute mark. Um, learned so much about ego yesterday and, and what it really means in terms of um letting go of it and not being tied to it in a way that so, so yeah, do I have an ego surrounding black girl magic? Yeah, I do. Um, and because I'm still relatively new to the information, I, I still might just fight you on it. I just might. But at the same time, um, yeah, it, it's not like, at the same time I'll fight you, at the same time I'll, I'll probably just not even fight you. Just really not care. Just keep it pushing. <laughs> You're not going to add money to my paycheck, you know, to my bank account or anything like that. And even if you did, I mean, it's so cool being on this side of things, too, because I remember going to work. It's just kind of like, Jesus, man, just putting up with personalities and behaviors, disrespect in some senses. And it's like, oh, I'm doing all of this to just get paid so I can get paid on not even every Friday, y'all. Every other Friday, like, what the hell? It's like, no, I'd rather just, you know, <laughs> not deal with that. So, but yeah, y'all, exciting things coming. Let's see where the day takes us. The day is still young and so are we. So have an amazing day. Have a powerful. And when I think of powerful, I think of beauty and brains, right? So don't be afraid to, you know, explore the beautiful side of yourself and, whether that means dressing up or your beautification, you know, regimen, um, your self-care, both the health and the physical, you know, because sometimes people will say like, oh, it's not about the physical. And I get it. Like, yeah, it's self-care is not just getting a manicure. It's a form of it. But if you don't get to the root of the problem of why you're stressed out in the first place, then that's another form of self-care. Soft life is about saying no two things and after that saying yes to things and so some people hate soft life too but um I think that sometimes it, it's definitely um misunderstood um but so yeah so beauty and brains um wishing you powerful wishing you an upbeat um creative and productive day so until the next Go around. Bye.